going on over to Gray Matters. Get your thinking caps on, learn something new. Gray Matters, WCBN-FM. Well, uh, good evening. You are listening to Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And welcome to another episode of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim DeWire. And episode's the right word because uh, these days, week to week, day to day, sometimes even morning to afternoon, feels like, man, is this another chapter? Another? Yet another vortex of unbelievable events around the world, of course. Obviously, uh, Hurricane Harvey, Tropical Storm Harvey, that made its way across the United States eventually. Uh, this is uh, obviously going to be the most uh, devastating disaster in American history. It's being called a natural disaster, and of course, there's a component of that. But this is also a human planning disaster. On and several levels. Several levels. And, you know, let me just say that I think that the rescue uh activity of the federal, state, and local governments in Texas in particular were pretty doggone good. Also, let's commend the volunteerism that uh, saved hundreds of people, literally. Many of these stories haven't even been told yet, but uh, some people in, in that region of the country risked life and limb. They had a canoe. Maybe they had a very small motorboat, and they went out and saved people. And it's rather remarkable that while this storm was happening, there was a typhoon hitting India, Bangladesh, mm. and Nepal that killed over a thousand people. There's a very vivid picture uh, highlighting the story in one of the editions of the New York Times just last week showing an Indian, uh, presumably Indian woman, uh, with her children clutching to a homemade uh, raft that basically was built out of scrap bamboo. Probably, yeah. And she had a big long pole. And those are, you know, those are people that have no uh, shelter to go to, so to speak. We have it pretty lucky in the United States still. And I think that the rescue effort as I say, by state, local, and federal government, uh, for the most part, I think, uh, was outstanding. And I think uh, all Americans should realize that we, American, we have learned from some of these mistakes. Um, there's been a big debate, for instance, about whether or not Houston should have been evacuated. Uh, and obviously, individuals did evacuate. But Apparently, evac there's a state law in Texas that you cannot be forced right to leave your home and so there were it'll be interesting to see when all the counting is done just how many there were who you know officially registered as uh we're not leaving yeah and of course the governor of texas actually bizarrely went on uh the radio at some point right around the time the storm was hitting and said well we're not ordering an evacuation because it's against america's sense of freedom you know in other words he injects a kind of strange political issue into it and obviously evacuation is impossible for some people uh, they just simply don't have the socioeconomic means to uh, rent a car many people don't have cars uh, and 
yes, the the freeways get clogged up. Where do you go if you don't have those resources too? If you don't have friends or family within, uh, you know, you can't stay in a hotel for long. Yeah, and they just had a a study a year ago that showed that forty seven percent of Americans uh, don't even have four hundred dollars to their name. They either have they're either in debt or don't even have $400 to their name. They have no ability to even deal with uh, renting a hotel for a week. And let's face it, Beaumont, Texas, that place may be uninhabitable. That's where the drinking water is uh, finito for the time being. And, of course, we'll have to see what the full list of chemicals involved in the plant explosion in Crosby were. Yeah. Since apparently... uh, they did not have full disclosure on the uh, compl- on the contents of that uh, compound. Well, yeah, and this is yet another uh, incredible reminder. What we have here is a failure to regulate. Uh, Houston, apparently, and who knew this? I didn't know this. I knew the uh, that Texans had a kind of an arrogant attitude about their economic growth and uh, their ability to create jobs and all this stuff that we've been hearing about. In fact, let's remember in the 1980s, it was Texans that were sporting uh, bumper stickers that told people, uh, the last person out of Michigan, turn out the lights. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, last person out of Texas, uh, turn off the water. That's not going to become a bumper sticker, but... uh, you know, for Donald Trump to go down to Corpus Christi last Tuesday and uh, do and say what he said was, was absolutely mind-boggling. I think that was one of the worst public relations performances of his presidency. What he said, you know, bragging about, oh, it's terrific, it's big, it's huge. You know, you're like, you know, I can see the... The hurricane from here kind of thing. I was thinking, like, didn't Sarah Palin say something like that? Uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the, the, the storm, of course, landed, and the, the city I couldn't remember was Rockport. Ah. That's where the eye of the storm okay. hit. But as we've learned from Katrina, let's remember that New Orleans lost permanently 180,000 people. Where did they move? They moved to Baton Rouge, Houston, and Atlanta. And Baton Rouge and Houston have had... Major flooding uh, two years in a row. Uh, No flooding in Baton Rouge uh, this year yet, but uh, guess what? There's another hurricane on the way. Uh, It's projected to hit Florida uh, in several days. I think it's called uh, Irma with an I. Yeah, that's the next one up. Um... So, I mean, this debate that's going to be held in Congress over the next uh, month, uh, I think, needs to get down grounded in reality about what we're really doing here. Let's remember, by the way, that FEMA is not an open-ended credit card for people to rebuild. (laughs) If you have uh, insurance, and I mean, the number on this is staggering. Uh, They have a... yeah. Less than 40% of losses may be covered. 40% of loss, less than 47% of losses covered. They show the counties uh, that were specifically uh, impacted by uh, some remnants of the storm. And, of course, last on the list is Harris County. 15% have flood insurance. We're talking about 
1.6 million housing units in uh, Harris County, which is basically the Houston area. So uh, those people are going to be perhaps made whole. We, we know that insurance companies are sticklers for fine print. Many people sign documents that they don't realize actually won't cover them. They bought hurricane insurance that doesn't cover the flood. So it would cover direct wind damage, but not water damage, for instance. We learned this from Katrina. Uh, so there has to be some serious rethinking about the entire urban planning of Houston, Texas, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I was going to circle back to Bangladesh. Uh, it always floods in Bangladesh. Sure. It's always going to flood in Bangladesh. It happens all the time. It, it, there are places where humans uh, really should be more thoughtful about how they proceed in their building. Precisely. So uh, Houston spread and sprawled without any concern or thought for the sensitivity of these bayous. Yeah. And it, it's not a question of— Many of which are man-made, by the way. Right. Uh, to sort of assist and sort of, you know, it's that whole— uh, to some extent, fantasized uh, mandate from the Bible to civilize nature, to make it bend to man's will. Uh, as we now know, that's a ridiculous gesture um, and is never going to be fully successful. It's not a question of, will this ever happen again to Houston or in the Houston area? The chances are it probably will. Well, it's certainly On some will. level. I mean, the flooding there over the last three years regardless of whether or not there was mm -hmm. a hurricane, uh, has become systematic. Systematic, and, and of course, one of the things that uh, emerged from the uh, tragedy is that the prairie uh, west of Houston, that effectively acted as a sponge mm. in these kinds of events, paved over, paved over by development. Yep. This is uh, down, this is west of where some of these bayous that became... Uh, untenable, where the Army Corps of Engineers literally had to release water to prevent the whole thing from collapsing. collapsing. <laughs> and I, by the way, I think that liberals in this case are, you know, let's not talk about climate change as it's related to this disaster. What we know from meteorologists, scientists, that kind of thing, is that the uh, as the t air temperature increases, the ability of the atmosphere to absorb water goes up forget the exact number, but I seem to remember that it's uh, like about one degree Fahrenheit adds uh, 3% more ability of the atmosphere to soak in water, and thus the storms are going to become more uh, powerful. Well, because by the same token, the warmer water gets, yeah. the easier it is for it to become lifted up and thrown up into a storm. Sure, and so that's the science, but let's not attribute the whole thing uh, to just climate change. This area of the country has been pummeled for over 100 years. You know, the Galveston disaster of 1900, Galveston was a bigger city than Houston in 1900. That's why Houston became a big city. Mm -hmm. It was, Houston was a city. Uh, Houston is part of the shipping infrastructure of the United States. Uh, and obviously, it, it it was a boom town after uh, uh, World War II with the uh, oil and petrochemical industries. But even these things are 
turned out to be almost no regulation. How disastrous to realize that Scott Pruitt, head of EPA, um, taker of big uh, campaign donations from petrochemical and oil corporations as he muses a run for governor of Oklahoma, is going to be one of the key officials involved in dealing with this mess. It's it's frightening. And of what course, happened to Rick Perry? Well, <laughs> he did one thing that was a, a little belated. He he didn't heard anything from him in all this. He opened up the strategic uh, petroleum reserve uh, briefly to to help deal with the fact that gasoline prices have gone up in yeah a quarter to thirty cents nationwide, and that will continue. To some degree, obviously, it'll probably eventually come back down as some of these refineries get up and running. But I think they need to look seriously at the uh, the velocity of drainage uh, in Houston because it strikes me that there's been some development in some areas that just should never have happened and uh, probably won't save us in the future uh, from disasters in Houston. Okay, we had a hurricane this year. Harvey, flooding in 2016, flooding in 2015. We had a massive hurricane in 2008 called Ike. Hurricane Ike played a role in the financial scandal that brought down the American capitalist system for about three weeks. I'll go into that in a couple of weeks. It's a very interesting story, in my opinion, that has never really been told properly. Hmm. We had a hurricane called Rita in 2005. That was the hurricane where Houston was evacuated, and uh, 100 deaths were attributed to the evacuation. People get stuck on the highways. People get road rage. By the way, did guns, did anybody owning a gun in this flood, did it do them any good? (laughs) I don't know if they make good paddles, uh, but apparently not. And, you know, the bizarre thing is crime will have actually gone down for a week in Houston. Traffic accidents will probably have gone down, though many of the people who died in the, quote, flooding died because they were in their cars and they went right. into water that they didn't realize where the bottom of that uh, lake was. I hate to say it, but I suspect we might see... Some more shootings begin to develop as looting, you know, as as people's belongings are spread out across lawns and stuff. Apparently, there have already been some warnings about uh, looting still at this stage. Yeah. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. I mean, to Houston's credit, uh, I thought there was a very interesting piece by Mimi Schwartz from Houston talking about why She'd lived there for 40 years, and she was commending the fact that the people are very nice. That's good. That maybe pierces some of our stereotypes about Texas, because let's remember, Houston is actually, uh, voting-wise, a Democratic uh, county. It's actually a blue part of Texas. Hillary Clinton actually won 43% of the vote in Texas in the last election. So, obviously, a catastrophe like this affects all kinds of people, rich, poor. Uh, I think this thing has actually been highlighted as one of the ironies of the situation.
of course, in the Katrina disaster, it was the uh, breaches of the levees that caused the problems in the the Lower Ninth Ward. But once again, many of these people in the Lower Ninth Ward, just because I've been to New Orleans a number of times, these houses have been in their families for three or four generations. And they simply didn't have flood insurance on their houses because they didn't have a mortgage. Well, mortgages in flood zones, if you have one, uh, they frequently require flood insurance, uh, even if they think you're not in a floodplain. So some of these floodplain FEMA maps, you can kind of toss them into the the bayou. (laughs) Because you have no idea where water is going to drain or go until you actually see it. You know, one time in, uh, I was driving a cab many, uh, about a decade ago, Saturday night, it was in the summer, Ann Arbor had a torrential rains for a couple hours, and I picked up an order at 5 in the morning that was exceedingly odd. I was picking up a guy at the uh, all-night laundromat over on Industrial, and he was going to Dundee, some address oh, in Dundee. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember this one, yeah. And I was like, that is the strangest order I've ever seen. Who on earth is at an all-night laundromat at 5 in the morning going to Dundee. Well, Which I'd, is damn near Ohio. Yeah, well, it's, it's a city, of, for those that don't know, it's about 20 miles south of here. It's almost to the Ohio border. And that night, a, a tornado had hit Dundee, uh, touched down in Dundee. I think there were maybe one or two actual deaths. Um, this guy told me his story. He said he drove into a lake. I was like, what? said, yeah, when I got onto 94 on the State Street ramp, which goes downhill, mm. and you're under the bridge, and if you look at the topography of 94, all of the water that was hitting the pavement on 94 in this downpour, and he had been inside. He didn't realize how bad the weather was. He told me he drove into a lake. There was four feet of water under there. And that's what you got to watch out for. You got to learn where those low spots are. Yep. Don't trust your or think your vehicle can make it. If you can't see the bottom, it's probably too deep. If you have a, a car, if you have a low rider, forget it. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I uh, used to drive a Prius sometimes. Those cars were very low to the ground. They can't go into to water that's more than six inches. And remember that in urban areas like cities like Detroit, when they give flash flood warnings, pay attention. Because water will build up on the freeway. And you'll get these idiots who, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a teenager. I can go right through that. <laughs> they, spin, they, they wreck mm-hmm. or, or they flood their vehicle and are Well, there stuck. may be things in the water that you can't see that you're hitting. Exactly. Fire and, hydrants. Fire hydrants and drainage problems with storm drains. People need to begin to think about all the safety implications of what's happened here. Forget about the Confederate statues. <laughs> Forget about the guns for a while. Uh, Donald Trump bragging about his performance. You know, he he was so Best bad. Best relief ever. Yeah. So and, and this and the, and the this system isn't even done yet. I don't even think Beaumont, Texas had even been hit. Beaumont, 
is is east of uh, Houston, you know, 200 miles roughly. This is a city that may be, may be uninhabitable for quite some time. I don't know how you clean up the the drinking water. You know, when the when the flood water has gone into the uh, the wells that store the clean water, that's going to take a long time. And you know, this the the the, the nation. And rightly so, is focused on the situation in Houston because it affects so many other people. Here's what the mayor of Rockport said, which is that took the path of the eye of the storm. Said uh, Rockport directly uh, hit on August 25th. Mayor Charles J. Wax described significant portions of the town as completely gone, a pile of sticks. Once again, you have these flimsy. Uh, building uh, codes in Texas. How ironic that in the edition of the 24th of August New York Times that shows a giant map of Alaska. Fascinating map. I encourage you. Oh, the uh, loss of permafrost. The loss of permafrost. When you look at the size of that area and realize that Iran is the size of Alaska, and that half of Alaska uh, will lose their permafrost. And, of course, there's a map showing some of it's already gone. Um, it, it's, it's a frightening event because we're talking about the release of presumably some methane, and the ecosystem of Alaska is going to change, and it's going to change in 30 years. You know, it's 2017 right now. Well, on that very day, they have a, a, a shorter article in the back of the paper about Tropical Storm Harvey. It says it's gained strength uh, in the Gulf of Mexico Wednesday. The National Hurricane Center said the storm could make landfall, affecting cities uh, from Corpus Christi, Houston, and New Orleans, among others. Uh, it basically made a... Vague prediction that the uh, there would be serious hurricane conditions uh, from Port Mansfield, Texas, northeast to uh, San Luis Pass. Okay, this is a preliminary report. This is like three days in advance of when this hurricane actually hit. The center said in a statement on Tuesday night that if the system stalled after making landfall, could mean a prolonged period of heavy rainfall and flooding across portions of southwestern Texas, Louisiana, and northeastern Mexico. That was the warning. That's what the scientists are telling people. Now, who on earth is paying attention to that? I don't know. Uh, But this was predicted. This system, by the way, one of the reasons it stalled is because of the stationary high out west. I don't know if you noticed this. It was 100 degrees in San Francisco a couple days ago. 100 degrees. Yeah, the day that there was that bizarre fire in the fireplace at the Soviet or the Russian consulate. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's almost unheard of. For this time of year, it's quite hot. That's like 25 degrees above normal. I don't know how many 100-degree days they've had in San Francisco in the summer. You know, that's the old Mark Twain joke. Coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. Well, it's been 100 degrees up in Oregon. Portland has had 
like eight days where it's been close to 100. Boise, Idaho. This is unprecedented heat out west. And that stationary high is what stalled Harvey. That's why Star- Harvey went up the coast, kind of hugged, hugged the coast, went back into the Gulf. And slowly Slow crept back moving. through, right back through. And it's not the wind. See, we get the impression, I think, sometimes from Hollywood that it's the wind is, is what's going to do you in. Well, yeah, if you if you are not in a, in a in a shelter that's going to survive a 130 mile an hour wind, for instance, you're you're looking at big trouble. We know what tornadoes do to the central part of the United States. They're random. They zigzag. They go through a town sometimes, and some blocks are completely destroyed, and other blocks are. Uh, you know, one house is in perfect shape right next to a house completely destroyed. There's a randomness to this. But there's not a randomness to this uh, problem of flooding in Texas. This has been going on for, for centuries, for millennia. This is Mother Nature. This has not got anything to do with climate change. Climate change may exacerbate things now. All you got to do is look at the coast of Texas. It's it's had hurricanes f- since the dinosaurs. So this isn't going to change. You can't fool Mother Nature. <laughs> what was that? Uh, well, we won't go into the product. That was an old uh, advertisement. Yeah. Old advertisement. But Speaking it, of old advertisements, uh, funny and rather pathetic to see uh, some Texas Republican legislators Backpedaling on their uh, no vote on Sandy. Oh yeah, aid, and it makes you wonder. I mean, of course they're trying to spin it all now as like, well, it was laden with pork, and there was a bunch of stuff in there that wasn't anything to do with the hurricane. And point of fact, it was almost all entirely to do with things connected to that hurricane and how disruptive it was for that part of the country. I mean, that's how the country works, right? There's a disaster here. Everybody pitches in. And helps. Yeah, and, uh, and Lin- Linda Q, uh, who does factual uh, analysis of Trump's uh, statements, points out in that article that NOAA, the National uh, Ocean and Atmospheric uh, Administration, got some money from the Sandy right. uh, spending. But it was to upgrade the ability to predict hurricanes. To better prepare so to, that's good to, spending. To warn people. That's the right kind of spending. Like like they did in this particular uh, situation. This, this you know, if you had the ability to pick up your, your precious belongings and your pets and whatnot and get out of Houston, you had plenty of time to do it. Um, but once again, we have to admit in our country, most people just cannot do that. They can't just, well, I'm... I'm Hey, by the way, I'm taking work off for the next three days. Oh, well, you're fired. You know, people in this country don't understand sometimes that the weather is it just is not going to allow commerce to operate. You know, we had a blizzard here in, in Ann Arbor a couple years ago, the, the day of the Super Bowl. Well, what do people do during the Super Bowl? They like to go have uh, Super Bowl parties at people's houses. Well, that involves getting in your car and driving somewhere. You're probably drinking some beers. And drinking, which will make your car accident feel a little better <laughs> when it happens. 
But you can't drive. You can't just randomly drive 30 miles in 12 inches of snow. Okay, that's the disaster we get in Michigan from time to time. But it goes away. You know, and it's not catastrophic. It's human folly that leads to a lot of these accidents. People not recognizing risk, not understanding. Don't drive into that lake. Now, I have sympathy for the fellow that was going to Dundee because he had no idea. And who would have expected there to be four feet of water underneath 94 at State Street where the ramp goes down? And it is it is a low spot. You can see the swamps and the wetlands uh, when you drive that part of Michigan. They're right there, yeah. Right there. And, of course, the pork, pff, turns out there was very little of it. She she's got the she's got the details right down there. Yeah, it just makes you wonder why they don't just fess up and admit to their colleagues, some of their Republican colleagues from uh, the New Jersey area, uh, who are saying, "Hey, come on, you guys didn't vote for ours, and we're not we're not saying we're not going to vote for your aid." But, geez, well, they pointed why out. Why not admit you were wrong? Yeah, and they pointed out that when it came down to the actual vote, only forty nine Republicans voted for the. Uh, Sandy uh, aid package because their rationale was ridiculous. It was, well, the people that are benefiting, that are, quote, benefiting, which is a strange characterization of the whole thing to begin with because it's just flat out wrong. FEMA loans money out. It doesn't doesn't give you money. You know, they're $25 billion in the hole. They're walking down the street just handing out money to people. Yeah. You have to have lost something. Well, and you there's bureaucracy, and you sure. got to fill out paperwork, and it's painful, and et cetera, et cetera. But for only 49 Republicans voted for it, and the theory was, well, this is helping New York City and northern New Jersey and Connecticut. These are blue states. Well, what's that got to do with it? Um, now they're finding out uh, something quite different. And should there be hearings about this uh, development in Houston, this untrammeled pavement problem uh and and uh i don't know how much uh how many wetlands and and ecosystems have been destroyed but don't be you know a prairie paving over a prairie that's that's effectively in terms of the natural environment a sponge operates like a sponge it's gone trees well uh we are out of time here on uh, wcbn fm ann arbor Thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. Do stay tuned uh, for Yazoo City Calling. And be careful out there tonight here in Ann Arbor. We're getting some unusually heavy rain. Don't drive into a road that where there's water running across the road unless you can see the whites of their eyes, <laughs> the yellow lines. <laughs>